0: This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Time is your most valuable resource. The problem is most people spend their time instead of investing it. The waste amplifies when you look at the people you work with. If you can't focus on what matters most, you end up working long hours and sacrificing your personal life. We help people like you implement a simple system to turn your big vision into action steps. Instead of just being busy, you'll be productive and achieve extraordinary results, both professionally and personally. As a listener of this show, you know that while the principles of the one thing are surprisingly simple, they can sometimes be challenging to live. And what stops most people from living the one thing is they're missing a system we call the productive system. This is the final episode of this six-part series where we walk you through the six steps of the productive system. In the previous five episodes, we talked about the first step, which is to transform how you think. In the second step, we talked about what's required to cast a vision. And once that vision's in place, the third step is to create your plan for the next 12 months. And once that plan is created and everyone is on the same page, the fourth step is for you to prioritize your activities. Fifth step is to take action by time blocking so your calendar reflects your priorities and your one thing gets done. And in this episode, we walk you through the sixth step, which is to build habits around the activities that make achieving your goals possible. As you listen to this episode, if you'd like us to help you implement this in less time with less stress, head over to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. As an individual, you can learn about our Living Your One Thing training program. We actually take our members through 66-day challenges to form powerful habits that help make achieving their goals possible. And if you're a leader in an organization and would like to have a conversation about how you help your people get really intentional about forming the right habits within your organization. On theonething.com, you can request a consultation and we will line up a time to connect. Again, just head over to theonething.com. When it comes to building habits, there's really two challenges we face that stop us from succeeding in this area. The first is we're not always purposeful. We are So busy that sometimes we don't stop and ask the question if what we're doing is actually serving us or not. I remember hearing Gary Keller share this idea that sometimes we're failing so slowly, we think we're succeeding. I'll say that again. Sometimes we're failing so slowly, we think we're succeeding. Give you a few examples. Every time, your alarm goes off and you check email. You're failing so slowly you think you're succeeding. You think you're getting a jump start on the day, but what you're really doing is occupying your mind share with a bunch of noise. And I know from personal experience, I was stealing the moments with my children away from them because my mind was in the inbox when I should have been present with them. Every time you show up to the office, whether it's in a physical office or at home, you fire up your computer and the very first thing you do is check email, you are forming the habit of reacting to whatever is at the top of your inbox versus focusing on what matters most. And the reason it's failing so slowly that we think we're succeeding is in the moment, we think we're taking action. We think we're being successful, but you extrapolate that out over years. And it's no wonder why we struggle to be present. It's no wonder why we just feel like we're so busy, but question what we got done. The solution is to actually stop and be mindful of what we're doing and ask the question, how is this serving us? There are some things that we're currently doing that might have served us to get us to where we are, but will not get us to where we want to go. But it requires that we stop and be purposeful in our actions. And the second is that we rely on discipline. This is the third lie of productivity, the lie of a disciplined life. And while discipline does matter, it's a lie to rely on it. The opportunity is to leverage your discipline strategically until that activity becomes a habit. So let's talk about what the consequences are. If we are not purposeful in forming the right habits, and if we are constantly relying on discipline instead of leveraging it, over time, we unintentionally form the wrong habits whether that be in our personal life or our professional life. I can think of plenty of habits that I have formed unintentionally that are stopping me from getting to where I want to go. And here's the real challenging part about it. Once that habit is formed, it can be really tough to break rather than just being purposeful onto the front end and forming the correct habit that would serve us for the long run. And when that happens, ultimately we get frustrated We can be frustrated with the results. Sometimes we might lose confidence in ourselves or confidence in what might be possible for us. And I know a lot of people just flat out feel stuck. The solution is simple. Doesn't mean it's easy, by the way. It's simple. FM Alexander said it best. People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits. And their habits decide their
1: futures.
0: You are one habit away from achieving something extraordinary. And that can apply to any area of your life. So when we look at the productive system from transforming how we think to casting the vision, building the plan, prioritizing your activities, taking action, all of this lies on a foundation of the habits that we form. If you remember, the number one lie of productivity is the lie that everything matters equally. The opportunity is to think big, go small, and trust the dominoes will fall. Here's what this means in the context of habit formation. I remember when I was first starting this company and Jay told me, Hey, go on a 66 day challenge to form a habit. Cause we know research shows on average it takes just 66 days to form a habit. And I looked at the seven circles, which are on page 114 of the book. I looked at spirituality physical health, my personal life, my key relationships, job, business, finances. I evaluated how I was doing on a scale of one to 10 in each of those areas. And when I did that exercise, I went, holy smokes, I've really got to focus on these four areas. And Jay looked at me and said, Jeff, remind me, what's the title of the book again? I said, the one thing. I said exactly. So if you could only choose one area to form a habit in first, which would it be? But Jay, I've got to focus on these two areas. Jeff, if you could just pick one to start, which would it be? I had this interesting realization because I felt guilty, honestly, for narrowing my focus to one area of my life and going on a 66-day challenge to form one habit when I felt like I had so much improvement that I needed to make. I fast forwarded 66 days and I formed a habit that has changed my life. It was to check my 411 before I checked my email, to check my priorities before I checked everyone else's. Truly changed my life. Because no longer did I wake up and see all the things, I saw the most important thing. And everything else was a lesser priority or a distraction. It gave me the inner peace to focus on knocking the lead domino down. And all of a sudden, I started achieving way more in way less time with way less stress. But here was the biggest aha. Five years leading up to me co-founding this company. If I looked at how many truly life-changing positive power habits I had formed in five years combined, the number was two. And if we asked you the same question, how many truly life-changing positive power habits have you formed in the last five years combined prior to the one thing? We know on average, the answer is somewhere between zero and two because we have asked this to thousands of people, somewhere between zero and two. My very first year with this company, I formed four habits in one year because I gave myself permission to narrow my focus to one at a time. So here's why this matters to you. I'm going to walk you through an exercise that you can do You will want to try to form more than one habit at a time. But remember, it's just like dominoes. You stand them up, you line them up, and you whack away at the first one first. Pick one habit you can form first. Prove to yourself that you can be purposeful in forming a habit that will decide your future. And then you earn the right to go on the next 66-day challenge. And that's all while maintaining the first one. And before you know it, you are habit stacking and you or living a very different life. When we come back from the break, we'll walk you through a simple exercise to identify the one area of your life you can form a habit in next. Welcome back. It's time to walk you through a simple exercise to help you identify the area of your life you can form a habit in next. We referred to page 114, which has the seven circles. If you have the book, we would encourage you to grab it. If you do not have it, we will describe each circle here so you can go through them one at a time. For those of you that are driving, we would encourage you to look at the timestamp on the episode because you're probably going to keep listening. You're going to want to rewind and actually do this. So that'll make it easier for you to come back to this exact spot. These are the seven circles. Spirituality. Because every single one of us is going to wonder at some point, why are we here? Then there's your physical health. Because if you don't have your body, where are you going to live? Then it's your personal life. These are your hobbies, the things you do for yourself that make you the best version of yourself. Then there are key relationships. Your family, friends, colleagues, mentors, coaches, the people that matter most to you. Then there's your job. Every single one of you has a job whether that's a job within a business or a job within the household. And then every one of you is a part of a business overall. There's your job within the business and then there's a business overall. And then finally, there's your finances. We're going to ask you to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, where one is really terrible and 10 is extraordinary. How's your spiritual life? Write the number down. Scale of 1 to 10, how's your physical health? Scale of 1 to 10, how's your personal life? Scale of 1 to 10, how's your key relationships? Scale of 1 to 10, how's your job? Scale of 1 to 10, how's your business? And scale of 1 to 10, how's your finances? If you pause the episode and rewind and actually do this, if you're like most people in this moment, you are going, holy smokes, I've got a lot of improvement. make. We all do, by the way. And I'm going to ask you the question that Jay asked me. What's the title of the book again? What's the title of the podcast? It's the one thing. So if you could only choose one area to form a habit in, just to start, you're going to get to do more later, but just to start, do you want to choose a really low score that you need to transform? Do you want to pick a middle-of-the-road score that you want to top grade? Or do you want to focus on a score that's really high that you just want to double down and maximize the strength? There's no right or wrong, but you've got to pick one area. Once you've picked that one area, you then apply the focusing question. What's the one thing I can do for my health? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. And search for the answer. When you come up with that answer, you are likely going to have to ask the focusing question again. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you had to ask it 4 to 7 times because your one thing is a lead domino. It's a tiny 2-inch domino. It's not the big result. It's the tiny action that you can do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. So I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say you chose health. If we asked what's one thing you can do for your health, you could say, "Well, I need to I need to lose 20 pounds. Okay, great. What's one thing? that that, Maybe that's your one thing. Nope, too big. That's a result. We need to get down to a tiny activity. What's one thing you can do to lose 20 pounds? I can work out five days a week. That's my one thing. Mm -mm, Still too big. What's one thing you can do such that by doing it would make working out five days a week easier or unnecessary? Well, I could wake up at 5.30 a.m. That's my one thing mm not small enough. Because if it was small enough, you'd already probably be doing it. What's one thing you can do that would make waking up at 5.30 a.m. easier or unnecessary? Oh, man. I could go to bed by 10 p.m. That's my one thing. Let's go smaller. What's one thing you can do such that by doing it would make going to bed by 10 p.m. easier or unnecessary? I can turn the TV off at 9 p.m. That is an example of a lead domino. Now, here's the problem. When people actually get to a lead domino, they immediately discredit it because they go, well, that on its own won't help me lose 20 pounds. That's not the point. We're not trying to knock the domino down that helps you reach from the earth to the moon. What we're trying to do is to identify the one thing you can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary. We're just looking for that tiny action that unleashes the domino effect. Because here's what actually happens. You start turning the TV off at 9pm with the intention of getting in bed by 10. You start getting in bed by 10pm more often. And when you start getting in bed by 10 p.m. more often with the intention of waking up at 5.30 to work out, you start waking up at 5.30 more often. And when you start waking up at 5.30 more often with the intention of exercising, you start exercising more. And when you start exercising more, you start losing the weight that you want to lose. Think big, go small, trust the dominoes will fall. I'm going to give you some real examples of habits that I have formed that have actually changed my life specifically in relation to the productive system. I already told you the first habit that I formed as a part of this organization was the habit of checking my 411 before I checked my email. This is a true game changer. Because if you print out a 411 template, or if you have it up on your computer, and you check your priorities before you check everyone else's, all of a sudden, you are confronted with your priorities and you start focusing on it. You also, as a result of just doing that one thing, stop artificially inflating the importance of your email. I'll say that again. You stop artificially inflating the importance of your email. Truth is, your priorities do not live in your inbox. And if they are there, they're usually followed up with a phone call, a text message. They find you. But the majority of your inbox is likely 80% stuff that drives the minority of your results. So just check your 20%. Check your priorities before you check everyone else's. Another one you can consider is to time block one thing a day. Just once a day, identify one thing that matters. Open up your calendar and put it on there. If you need to form a habit around protecting your time block, it could be when somebody asks you if they can meet during a time that you had time blocked, you just push back once. Hey, I've got a commitment at that time. Can we do later? You can just send the message once. If they say, sorry, we've got to meet now, you can rearrange your schedule. But 90 plus percent of the time, they will work around your schedule. And then another option, this one was not only a game changer for me as a leader, as a trainer and consultant, but also as a father was to ask one question a day when you naturally would have told. I became aware of how I had unintentionally formed the habit of telling people what to do because it was faster and easier. Yet if a job as a leader at your work and in your family is to teach people how to think You don't teach them how to think by telling them what to do. You teach them how to think by asking them questions so they can self-discover what they need to do. This was so powerful one night when I was trying to get my daughter to go to bed. She was about, I want to say she was about six at the time. She's very strong-willed. And she was just absolutely ignoring me. One of my core values was being violated, which is recognition. And I'm about to lose it. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, Jeff, just ask a question. And I asked her, Daphne, how are you feeling right now? And she looked at me and she said, tired. And I said, well, honey, what's one thing you can do so you won't be tired anymore? And she said, I could go to bed. And I went, honey, that's a great idea. And she said, okay, daddy, good night. And she marched upstairs and put herself to bed. And I looked at my wife and went, you've got to be kidding me. You are one habit away from unleashing something extraordinary in your life. What is that one habit you can form that would make achieving your goals possible? So as we wrap up this series on the productive system, we would strongly encourage you to do that seven circles exercise and pick an area and ask the focusing question again and again and again until you arrive at one thing you can do such that by doing it, makes everything else easier or unnecessary. And if you are trying to form a habit around specific models within the productive system, like leveraging a GPS, using a 411, time blocking, we have shared some examples with you. The idea of checking your 411 before you check your email, the idea of time blocking one thing a day, the idea of pushing back just once. These are small actions that can unleash a massive reaction in your life. So here's the question. If time is your greatest resource, would you like your time listening to this episode to be an expense or an investment? We all know you want to say investment. You get to decide that based on putting it into action. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary? Identify that one thing and do it. If you would like guidance, putting this into practice in your life, and you're an individual, head on over to the one thing.com and check out our Living Your One Thing community. Throughout the year, we as a community, thousands of us go on 66 day challenges to form habits that decide our futures. If you're a leader in an organization and would like to bring this to your team so that as a team, you can identify the habit that you can form that would make achieving your goals easier or unnecessary, When you visit theonething.com, you can request a consultation. We will line up a time to connect and we can help you put a plan in place. If this episode has brought value to you, please think of one person you can share it with and share it with them. If you're new to the show, click the follow button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device of choice. And please consider leaving us a rating and review. It genuinely helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.